Welcome to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Sue and James have helped thousands to lose weight and make massive improvements in their lives with the Easy Loss Weight Loss Program, both in person and with their range of best-selling apps. So here's your hosts, Sue Peckham and James Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second Easy Loss Podcast uh, with myself, James Holmes. And me, Sue Peckham. And of course, Bilko. And of course, Bilko. <laughs> um, Sue and I are still buzzing from an amazing day we had in London yesterday. We had the um, absolute privilege of meeting actress Sarah Parrish. Uh, still very excited about that, still buzzing about that. Of course, Sarah, Sarah's kindly agreed to judge our Wow Moment competition on the Facebook page. Which ends this weekend. 28th of February. 28th so of February. Get your... two more, three more days left, including yes, the 28th. There is. And we also we met um, Ideal TV host Rick Hay. We did. Uh, <laughs> who is un- incredible. He's going to be working with us on our next two apps. Uh, we are just so excited. Um, it was great. And we spent the whole day pretty much with... Uh, Rick and we Sig, uh, Sig Watkins, and a random homeless person, <laughs> and a random hom- homeless person. Um, that's neither that's neither Rick or Sig. Just uh, no. qualify that. Um, and again, yeah. So the next two apps, we're just so excited that Rick's going to be working with us. Yeah, there's um, going to be so so many uh, exciting new features that we're going to be able to add with the help of uh, Rick's expertise and. And background. Rick is a nutritionalist um, and, and has done the most amazing things. Head over to Ideal TV sometime and you'll see Rick on there. Uh, we watched him this morning doing a power oh, plate yeah. type. Um, yeah, vi- vibra plate. Vibra plate. Tell you what, I nearly bought one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, today's show is about the Easy Loss guidelines. Now, I know we've released videos before and I know the sound quality hasn't been uh, very good on those. Um, so for what we're going to do for some people, um, and that was down to where we recorded it. Now, now we've got our own podcast show. We're going to run through those guidelines now, and hopefully a bit of banter. And if you hear any growls, it's not Sue's stomach, but it's Bilko or, or James. Or you could be yeah. <laughs> grinding his teeth. Although I did uh, um, make myself something that uh, Rick recommended yesterday, and it was really delicious. Did but, you? Uh, more about that later. So um, the easy loss. Mindful eating guidelines. Sure. Let's just go through them now. Number one, eat what you want, not what you can. Now, would you like to expand on that? Yeah, sure. I think the best thing for me to do is to to speak to you, James, as if you were someone that was sitting in front of me uh, as a client on the one-to-one sessions in the office because it's, it's quite often the belief system people have and the relationship with food that they have is limiting them in the way they interpret the guidelines. You'll have a belief system, a relationship with food that's very firmly entrenched. And what you do is you read the guidelines from the perspective and the belief system where you are now. Yeah. So the way I explain to my clients is it's really important that you interpret the guidelines in the way that we mean them to be interpreted, not from the perspective of your belief system. What do you mean by right. that? Well, a lot of people have been on a diet they followed uh, some kind of external control and when they're told they can eat whatever they want or they eat until they're full or they eat at certain times they interpret eat what you want as eat whatever food you want so for example i had a client one day who said to me i only want to eat cake now that's not strictly true because they want to be slimmer fitter and healthier so they want 
they actually want to eat food yeah. that is going to take them closer to that goal. So I always say to the, the one-to-one clients, the most important thing when you very first start out on your easy loss weight loss journey is to ask yourself every single time, I'm doing that thing with my hand now, yeah, I'm well, pointing I, my I, finger. Lucky this isn't a video. <laughs> yeah. um, that you ask yourself before anything you put in your mouth, do I really want to eat this now? Is it going to take me closer to my goal of being slimmer, fitter and healthier? Is it going to make me feel good about myself? Is it going to make me feel proud of myself? Am I going to be pleased that I ate this? Am I going to feel good about myself later? Or am I going to think, oh, I wish I hadn't eaten that? What, you know, why am I eating it? And it sounds long-winded, but you get used to it very quickly and it takes seconds to do. But you gradually start to create another pattern of thinking before you put food in your mouth. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. It um, brings to mind um, on the Facebook group, sometimes you would see the post, uh, I've eaten a cake or, or some, some donuts or something. It, it's all gone wrong. Yeah. Now, how, how would you answer that? Uh, first of all, I'd say there is no it. It hasn't gone wrong. What's happened is you have just chosen not to follow that guideline at that time. That's all. Yeah. There's, you know, it's no major crisis. Um, you know, people are talking about, you know, it's, it's all gone wrong. I've had a piece of cake. No, it hasn't all gone wrong because the rest of the day, you've probably done really well with the water. You've probably done really well with stopping eating when you were no longer hungry. So it hasn't all gone wrong. It's just you chose not to follow that guideline at that particular time. And it's, it's taken the, the, all the drama out of it, if you like. And I guess also linked to what we spoke about in the first podcast and self-sabotage. Absolutely. And habit. It's habit is, you know, oh, I, you know, you, you, at the moment, you probably believe that you do want it because it's been uh, scarce because you've been told it's a forbidden food or an excluded food. So you've got to give yourself the opportunity of changing that pattern of thinking. And would you say that's linked to that, the diet mentality stuff? Absolutely. 100%. It's changing the way you interpret those specific words. Do I want the repercussions, the consequences of eating this? And if you do want to feel sluggish, if you do want to feel bad about yourself, that's absolutely fine. Go ahead and do it. But most people would truly not want that. And if you don't want that, you choose to do something else. Number two, guideline number two. Eat whenever you are physically hungry, every time you are physically hungry, but only when you are physically hungry. Can you expand on that? Absolutely. Now... For most people who followed some kind of external control, they've either been told when they can eat something, the time of day they can eat something, how often they can eat something. So they've actually really been programmed out of recognising when they're physically hungry. And it's not just down to, to the diets. There are all sorts of reasons that you we can trace back through our programming, through our childhood, through our early years that have contributed to that. Now, if you had been left to your own devices when you were a, a very small child, you would have instinctively known what to eat, when to eat it, how much of it to eat but for all varying reasons and obviously you know when we work with people one-to-one we're able to identify these and really pull it together but there can be all sorts of reasons why you have become uh programmed into eating at certain times uh to eat in certain foods to eating when you're not hungry um fear of being hungry is a big one you know i must eat now because i i might be hungry in two hours time or i can't get something to eat in two hours time so what we are the purpose of this guideline is to actually start you tuning back into your own body. If you eat when you are physically hungry, you're going to be putting fuel in when your body needs it. 
if you eat every time you're physically hungry, you're not going to be denying yourself a food. You're not going to get the massive blood sugar drops and all the things that go with that. You're not going to be fearful because you know you're going to put food in every time you are hungry. And so that covers, you know, eat every time you're physically hungry, but only when you're physically hungry. So you're not going to eat because it's somebody's birthday. You're not going to eat because you're you're out and um, there's a nice restaurant that you haven't been to for ages. You're not going to eat because you're out with a friend for a cup of coffee and they want a piece of cake with their cup of coffee and you're not hungry. If you're not hungry, you wouldn't eat anything. But it gives you back the control and starts you feeling really good about being able to say, actually, no, I'm not going to eat that because one, I don't want that now, but two, I'm not hungry. I don't need anything at the moment. And when you follow that guideline, you start to feel very much in control. And then, of course, you start to feel really proud of yourself you start to feel really good about yourself and it builds your your confidence your self-esteem it really makes you feel so much more in control around food and it gradually builds until you start to do it without even thinking about it how far does it go towards uh changing people's um i don't really want to use the word programming but but the guilt associated in childhood where you know your mum says you finish everything on your plate It takes time. It takes time because that's a completely different issue. There's emotional, there's emotional ties to that. And that's something else that we work on, obviously, with the emotional eating download. We, you know, we do some of the programming with that. And of course, that's much easier to deal with on a one-to-one because everyone has got different emotional reasons, emotional issues attached to eating food. And they, you know... Can really you give us do. any examples of those that have come up in um, practice over the years? Okay. I'm putting um, you on the spot here. I just off the top of my yeah. head... Because I wasn't expecting you to ask me that. But just off the top of my head, um, maybe someone who has been uh, in an environment or in a, brought up in a home where they are told to eat everything on their plate and they're not allowed to get down from the table until they've eaten everything. And if they really, really refuse to eat it, it's dished up day after day after day until they do. Now, the emotion attached to that is horrible because if you think about it, you're being uh, programmed, you're being taught that doesn't matter how hungry you are, this portion size that someone has decided is right for you has dished this up in front of you and there could be a multitude of reasons why you don't want to eat that much that day. You could have already had too much food earlier on in the day. You could be feeling a little bit unwell. You could just be having a not-so-hungry day because you haven't expended much energy the day before. There can be all sorts of reasons. So you're not as hungry as this portion size is is set up for. So then... You don't eat it. You don't want it. You feel uncomfortable. You you reach the point of no longer hungry, which is uh, guideline number four. But you reach the point of no longer hungry and you've you've tried to stop eating. And then someone has said to you, oh, your dad's been slaving down a coal mine for three days. That is how ungrateful you are. There are children starving in Africa. You're a bad person. I can remember the starving in Africa. You know, I've seen all these children starving on the TV and I'm responsible for that because I haven't eaten half a tin of beans. What kind of a bad person I'm am I? I sleep at night. <laughs> no problem at all anymore. Um, but can you see how if you're a small child and you haven't got the reasoning or the perspective, all you know is that as a result of not eating this food, you're being told what a naughty child you are or what a bad child you are and nobody wants to be thought of as being a bad person or doing something wrong. So you force yourself to eat more or you're punished because you absolutely can't and you get it dished up day after day after day so you start to develop tactics and programming to be able to eat all that food because you don't want people to think of you as bad you want to be thought of as well behaved you want to be thought of as good and you want to attract people's 
good reaction to you. We all like to think people are pleased with us. Yeah. So that, you know, at a very, you know, simple level, that's how one way that emotions get attached to overeating. I think if our listeners ever get a chance to head over to our uh, YouTube um, site, there's yeah. a, a brilliant example. Kirstine, one of our advisors, um, spoke about her experiences growing up she did, yeah. And uh, from in the second conference, and Kirsty's absolutely lovely, as all the advisors are. And once again, what a terrific job they do yeah, on the site. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can relate yes. to some of the things that the advisors said in those videos. They they really do. Perhaps we'll post it up on the on the Facebook yeah, that... support group today because uh, Kirsty's heartfelt story. I, I still remember yeah. that from our second yeah. conference. Uh, brilliant guideline number three: uh, eat slowly. Okay. We're trying really, really hard to recognise and reprogram ourselves with new signals. If you eat really, really slowly, one, or should I say the first thing that you become really aware of is there are some foods that when you eat them slowly, you may have thought you liked them, but actually when you eat them really, really slow, they don't taste very nice at all. And for me, um, anyone that's been on the, the website will know about me and the box of 10 jam donuts. But I used to really believe I loved jam donuts. Well, when we were in school, I'd quite often pop over to Sainsbury's, wouldn't I, and get a box of were, donuts, yeah. and I'd eat my share and most of your share as well. Not, not but, as pupils, but as, as teachers. <laughs> as teachers <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't at school together. Um, so I believed I really loved them, but of course I didn't really love them. In actual fact, when I started to eat them slowly and consciously and really think about it, I didn't like them at all because I'd noticed there was a horrible greasy film around my mouth. I didn't like the um, how sweet they were and how sugary they are. I'm not actually particularly fond of jam. So combination of all the ingredients <laughs> in the donuts together, I've been to terrorising myself for years. You, you were very fond of chocolate. Though. I was very uh, fond of chocolate. And I do remember as a teacher, end of term time, uh, our lovely pupils used to bring in bars of dairy milk and they stuff did. like that. Uh, and sometimes they would be consumed in the day. And I do remember once a rather large bar of uh, this chocolate yeah. at uh, at break time saying, should we have a bit of this, you know, yeah. and enjoyed it. And then uh, either lunchtime or afternoon break said, shall I have a bit more? And your response was... <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. And you really have never got over that, have you? <laughs> Do you keep bringing it up? Well, I'd just like to, <laughs> like to remind you of uh, how far you've come. I almost feel like running out now and yeah. buying you a bar, except I know you wouldn't <laughs> need it now. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of had, I, I truly believed that, but it wasn't reality. It wasn't the reality of the situation at all. I just ate them so quickly. I didn't actually give myself a chance to notice one. I didn't really like them. And two, they didn't make me feel great after I'd eaten them. So... By eating slowly and consciously, that's the first thing you notice. Some foods that you believe you like, you actually realise you're not that fond of, you're not that keen on, you don't like the taste, you don't like the texture when you eat them slowly. So that's the first reason. The second reason for eating really, really slowly is so that you can recognise, and I'm going to jump the gun a bit here and say recognise guideline number four, which is when you're no longer hungry. So we'll come back to the reasons why we use those words, but... When you eat very, very slowly, you have the time to ask yourself after each mouthful of food, am I still hungry? Because it's really, really important that we stop using that word, am I, those words, am I full? Yeah. Because if you keep looking for the signal that you are full, you are going to continue to overeat. Because by the signal that you're full is the one that you've learned by being forced to overeat, 
to avoid the emotional eating, if that makes sense. Yes, you've, absolutely. You've eaten way past no longer hungry and you're now associating that feeling of being full with having done well. And again, there are all sorts of emotions attached to that. Great. So eat slowly. You'll recognise foods that you don't like. And that can be some foods that you believe healthy because not all foods that somebody has told you are healthy are necessarily healthy for you. No, but going going back to Rick, and that's one of the ways we're going to be working with Rick. Yes. To establish those um, foods and, and... Again, it won't be a diet in any no, shape or form. No, but he had some brilliant ideas. Fantastic. Brilliant yeah. ideas. Anything else you'd like to say about the guidelines? Any kind of questions that you have Well, I would like up? to just elaborate a little bit more sure. on uh, guideline number four, just to, to really impress upon people how important it is to really use those words, am I still hungry? And if you're not sure, or if you feel you are no longer hungry, then stop eating regardless of how much food is left on your plate. And what you'll then find, slowly but surely, will start to happen is that your portion size will reduce to the correct size for you. And you'll notice that we don't tell you what to eat. We don't tell you how much to eat. We don't tell you when to eat it. Because if we said cut your portion size in half, then straight away that's a diet that's external control. But by actually tuning into your body, stopping when you are no longer hungry, you learn that becomes your new signal. You gradually become more and more comfortable with that signal until eventually, a bit like... I am now, and I know um, you are to a great extent, it's almost impossible to overeat. And the odd time that you do overeat, it feels so unpleasant, so uncomfortable that you don't want to experience that again. So it brings your focus back to, you know... I'm I think Bilko stuck. needs to follow those guidelines. <laughs> With cheese. He could eat his own body weight in cheese. <laughs> he could. He could. But it, it really... I think the thing to remember, and maybe it'll make a lot of sense to people the way to remember for the purpose of following the guidelines is to create a new pathway on with regards to how you eat and the signals that you get so if say you lived in the woods and you followed a bit like little red riding hood you followed the same path every single time you went home so you walked through the woods and you followed the same path the path would gradually get clear it would the brambles and um grass and other things that grow in the woods i'm not particularly good with woods but um you know the path would become easy to follow and you'd keep going on that same path back and forth back and forth it'd get wider it'd get clearer and as long as you kept going along that path that path would remain clear and easy so if you think of that pathway as your old way of eating what you're now going to do is create yourself a new shortcut across the woods and when you first start doing it you've really got to push the brambles out of the way you've got to um wear the path in but gradually by going over and over that same new pathway, that new shortcut that you've created, that pathway clears, becomes worn. You know, we've all seen it in Forest and Woods, you know, new pathway being started by someone uh, creating a new way through. But also while you're using that new pathway and you're wearing that new pathway in, and that's becoming firmly, entre- firmly entrenched, your old pathway is becoming more and more overgrown. So it becomes harder to go back to your old way of behaving. Does that make sense? Very much and we were talking, it reminds me of yesterday, we had a conversation uh, with Rick about uh, the concept of neuroplasticity. Mm. And uh, it's very much along the lines of those. Mm. And indeed, we'll, we're going to do a podcast about neuroplasticity. Yeah. Um, and it is just that very concept of, of creating new yeah, pathways. It's, it's and, fascinating. So I'm looking forward to that. And Rick's got some great ideas about that and some, De- some great information. There. Definitely. I can't Rick wait is... for everyone to, to meet him, actually. I, I'm sure everyone will be as excited as... We've got, we've got some great podcasts lined up. 
Anything else you want to say about guidelines, Sue? I think all I can say is I know I keep banging on about it, but the most important thing you can do for yourself, for your health, for your well-being, for feeling good about yourself, is really, really get to grips with those guidelines. Just think of it as learning a new skill. It's not a diet. It's not something that you're ever going to stop doing. I, I don't ever not follow the guidelines because that's my new pattern of behaviour. But I don't think... Oh, I'm still on my easy loss, weight loss journey. Can I throw it's a question at you? You're going to anyway. I'm going to throw a question. Um, in terms of the um, the apps, say the virtual gastric band or the bikini body, mm. what, if you could put a percentage on how important following the guidelines is in proportion to everything else? So, Because I know sometimes people just listen to the hypnosis and don't necessarily follow, follow the guidelines. Could you put a percentage on it? I know it's a hell of a question to ask. It you is a spot. hell of a question. And you know, to be honest, absolutely honest, I'd say hundred percent. Because if you don't put a hundred percent into following the guidelines, you know, you really have to put a hundred percent into the whole program. So to get the results as quickly and as effectively as you could get them, you have to put a hundred percent into following that program exactly as it is on that app. Because when we created it, as you know, we had to create it very general. So if you don't do 100% or everything, you're kind of doing yourself a bit of a disservice, really. It's a bit like when we, were, uh, when we did the podcast the other day and we were saying, you know, if you only do a sixth of it, you'll be a sixth as yes. successful. But I think it's really important that you 100% follow the guidelines, 100% follow the instructions on how to use the hypnosis sessions, 100% follow, you know, photo your photograph your food you know people say well, i haven't got time for that well how important are you how important is this to you i've got five seconds to photograph my food and get and again what would you say to somebody uh, and uh, i know we're short on time now yeah what would you say to somebody who says oh, i'm a little bit embarrassed about doing that because i've seen that a few times on the facebook group sure social anxiety you know there are certain habits that you develop and you wouldn't even think about some people say oh well what do i say to my friends that you know I think because I've been doing it a long time, I, I get a little bit blasé about it. Well, I, you know, if I want to take a photograph of my dinner, I will. Um, I know uh, my son has a thing about he likes taking photographs of his meals to show, to send off to people when he's on holiday. You know, just say, oh, I've been to this restaurant before or and my friend was asking me about the dinner. You know, make stuff up. You don't have to, yeah, don't have to tell the truth, you know. But so after a while you have no social anxiety about it at all you just say oh i do this that helps me adjust my portion size that's all in fact we're, we're, we are doing a show on social anxiety as well um shortly i know with sabine is going to be talking looking forward she to that will. Well. yeah i'm looking forward to that brilliant well thank you ever so much i hope that's useful to our it's listeners it's been my absolute pleasure uh, i'm getting to be a bit of a podcast junkie yes. to tell you the truth <laughs> I know you'll be listening later on. <laughs> I'll be tuning in later. Um, the the show is actually available in the iTunes podcast store, but it won't come up on the search engines yet because Apple will take a little while to do that, although it is there, I assure you, because uh, we actually listen to it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I know you do. Um, but it uh, it will be there shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, all the links will be on the Facebook group. Yeah, and, um, and uh, please do, do share it with anyone that you think might be interested in, you know, just weight loss information in general because... It won't just all be about the Easy Loss program as we, you know, getting the guest lines up. And I know Sig's working today on um, getting us into a studio in London where we can bring a lot more people in on the same day instead of just doing the one-to-ones down I'm looking forward to listening to those podcasts myself. Yeah. Let's uh, get a lot from it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. We'll both speak to you soon. We will. Bye 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 for for now. now.
You've been listening to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Remember to press the subscribe button to get regular podcast updates. And if you've enjoyed this show, remember to share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.